Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. hello. <laughs> so, which exotic <laughs> location is Anna in this week? We should just play Guess the Location. Guess the Location. Yeah, I'm in the exotic locale of Toronto. I'm very excited ah, to be back. I just got back, back late last night. <gasps> oh, oh, so Are you um, yeah. struggling with the travel? Are you feeling a bit worn I out? Am. I am. I am very, very jet lagged. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's not as bad coming west. Not as bad, but definitely jet lagged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 A little rough. Aren't you supposed to stay up like almost 24 hours to reset or something? Yeah. Yeah. Just like not give into it. Just try and. And just, yeah, blaze through. Yeah. yeah. And I was doing that. And I think I st- actually I am. I am doing a great job at that. Um, Because I went to Vancouver, which is 12 and a half hours behind mm-hmm. Delhi. And now I'm back in Toronto. So it's almost like I'm, I went way west and I'm coming back a bit yeah. east again. Right. So it's a little confusing to my brain, but I absolutely. Bet. Like the good thing <laughs> is the days have been packed. So I've had no choice but to stay up. Yeah. Uh, including driving when I've been like wanting to take a nap, but nothing <laughs> bad happened. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Right, exactly. <laughs> you should always pull over if you feel tired when you're driving. You've got it, mom. You've got mm. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Safety, Sam. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. So how well, are things settling in for you this past week? Yeah, they're good. They're good. Um, feel a bit tired today for no reason, but mm. just kind of, you know, just those days where you wake up. I think I woke up really early. Mm. now I'm kind of ready for a nap mm. but it's not going to happen so oh. I'm going to also have to persevere and power through. Oh gosh and for the listener uh, Sarah is undergoing a new transition to working on Mondays now so I this know. is a working day now which is I know. <gasps> not good at that. Doesn't seem. Anyway it's bank holiday next week so oh. I won't be working. Very good. Very good. <laughs> I've got an interesting fact for you today. Oh what's that? This is the 100th episode that we've recorded <gasps> together. It is. Now, this isn't the 100th episode that we put out yeah. to the rest of the world because yeah. we did some kind of pre-testing before we went live. But uh-huh. this is number 100 <gasps> for you and I recording together. Oh, woo, woo. that is awesome. You're so right. I actually... Special moment. Yeah, I saw that because I was doing some editing yesterday on the plane mm. And I was like, we're at 99 right now. I wonder what number yeah. comes up after 99. <laughs> <laughs> it all explodes. <laughs> it all explodes. That's amazing. We, okay. We hit <gasps> the expiry button. That's it. <laughs> oh, happy Batteries 100. <laughs> yeah. I think we've lost track of how many public episodes we published. So I think we're on 89. Oh, yeah. You should probably know this. Yeah. Even though I publish them every week. <laughs> We should probably know what's going on. We should probably know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Very good. So yeah. Right on, right on. Feels like quite an occasion. Oh, congratulations to us. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. We've been going at it a while. I mean, a hundred episodes, like that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Lots of questions have come up. Yeah, they have indeed. We've yeah. chatted a lot about relationships. Oh, Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Cool. Oh. Well, happy 100. And what is going on shaken at the relationship desk of love? Okay. This week, I am going to introduce something to you that will help with your sex life. 
please. (laughs) (laughs) I tried, this is the, the name of the article, the title of the article. I tried a digital detox and it transformed my sex life. Oh my God, yes. Yes. <laughs> so it says a digital detox could be the secret to boosting your libido mm-hmm. and reigniting the spark in your sexless relationship. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. <laughs> so this, the yeah, so the article goes on to talk about how we're just all so connected and um, I think it says in here something like 73% of people admit to being um, addicted to their mobile phone. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that they do when they wake up is reach for their mobile phone. I'm raising my hand. I'm totally <laughs> guilty of that. Doing a little scroll. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, well, the first thing I do is to pick my phone up to see what time it is. Mm-hmm. Like I do have a bedside clock with an alarm on it, but I have to cover the um, the digital display because I can't have any light in the room because it keeps oh. me awake. Uh-huh. So I cover that so I can't see it. But then the first thing I do in the morning is pick up my phone to see what time oh, it is. Yes. And then the next natural best thing is to then start scrolling through your phone, checking my emails, yes. having a little social media look, like maybe having a look at the weather for the day, like the news. So you kind of, and totally. then you just get into this little, um, and then before you know it, how long's gone? Half an uh, hour, 40 minutes? And you're like, shit, <laughs> I need to get a move on. Oh my gosh. Like you're talking about my life. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But the same thing is happening when we're going. So there was there was one part of this article where um, the a couple kind of recount how they go on regular dates, but they weren't actually connecting with each other because they were both just sat there scrolling through their phones. Mm -hmm. And you do see it. So if you look around restaurants and um, or cafes or kind of airports, any of those things, you'll see people together, but not actually communicating. So that whole connection that we used to have a lot more of where we're fully present and in the moment, that's just not happening. You've got it. And at bedtime, what do we do? Oh, we're exactly. both scrolling our phones in bed. Yeah. Yes, totally yeah. guilty. Oh my God. So you can imagine yeah. there isn't any space for intimacy no. because we're not really connecting. We're there, but we're not there. Oh my gosh, you've got it. This is, mm. it's so funny. Yeah, we've called for like the digital like, don't have our phones in bed and it's I'll say it's never worked but it means we've mm. never really committed to it yeah well it does go on yeah. to say about how, kind of how you can set it, set yourself up for su- success mm. but says here are some of the benefits of digital detox so it makes us more productive it mm. helps us to feel calmer there was something like 41 percent of people admitted to feeling anxiety through social media mm. that's mental <laughs> It's yeah. like nearly half the population are feeling anxious when they look at social media. <laughs> what are we doing to ourselves? Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy, isn't it? So it helps us feel calmer, helps us feel more secure. So we're not doing that whole comparison thing, looking at everybody else's mm. life. Um, reduces stress, improves sleep, increases focus and improves self-esteem. Mm. So you can imagine all of those things actually help us with intimacy because if we've got a higher level of self-esteem, we're not as stressed, we're a bit more relaxed, mm-hmm. we're not anxious, we're going to be a lot more open to having that intimate connection. Yeah, you got it. So, yeah, so that, so our um, phones are quite literally coming between us. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> so if you do want to have a digital detox and see if it can improve your sex life, 
then it's important to set a date and a time and agree to when you're going to um, when you're going to do this. And then also, what are some of the rules that you want to follow? Mm-hmm. So how do you want to set yourself up for success? Do you want to say, right, no phones in the bedroom? How long are you going to do it for? Are you going to do it? So they said you should see improvements within a couple of days mm-hmm. of starting it. You should start to see an improvement in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So also rope in friends and family so they can help support you and um, and be there. And maybe they don't kind of expect you to be online all of the time because that's the thing. We get a message and we expect somebody to message us straight back or, you know, whether that's whatever message and services you're using. We kind of expect that instant um, response, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, so if friends and family know that you're doing it, then that might kind of dissuade them from expecting an instant um Mm. level of communication so you might want to decide that you're going to actually um delete some of your social media apps Mm -hmm. i know Mm -hmm. apparently you can do that (laughs) you can yeah but essentially you want to kind of put pause on the amount of digital exposure that you have and focus on how you can connect better with your other half oh very cool this is and so just true. See how it goes. Yeah. 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 It is interesting too to make the rules because each one are going to be like, well, if you cheat, then I'm going to cheat. Yeah. And yeah. 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 Absolutely. Good stuff. Mm. Oh, thanks for this. Yeah. Right. So there you go. I made an observation actually to my partner the other day when we very first started going out. He would never have looked at his phone while we're having dinner or even Ah. like in conversation. Whilst we're together, he didn't ever really pick up his phone. Mm -hmm. And then I said to him, um, I said, I've really noticed that more recently, like more often than not, you are on your phone quite a lot Mm. when we're having a conversation. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But we have to be really conscious about it because I think because we're doing it in everyday life all the time, uh, I think your phone can tell you how many times you've picked it up and looked at it. And it's quite a scary number. It's hundreds. Yeah, Yeah. hundreds of times. Mm -hmm. Which just goes to show how often we're kind of there and we're attached to it. So you're used to doing that. It's part of your daily habit. Mm. And then... So it'll just become subconscious. You'll just do it without even thinking about it. But then mm-hmm. the same thing is happening when you're supposed to be having one-on-one time with your partner mm-hmm. and being present. You're not yeah. because you're picking your phone up every yeah. two minutes. Yeah. yeah. Digital addiction. You've got mm. it. Total yeah. wedge in the middle of relationships. Mm. Super important to work on. I do wonder how the young kids now are actually going to form solid <gasps> relationships. Oh. Because they are, they literally just sit around in groups and they're all on their phones. You know, I have thought about, I've given this a lot of thought, especially in conversation with some, with my uh, very good friend uh, out in Vancouver. But um, I, I think that I, it's important for me and my generation to disconnect mm. from our phones because mm. we're used to relating to each other in person. Yeah. And so when we're not relating in person, we f- I feel unhealthy. Uh, mm. I believe that the new generation is going to connect fundamentally differently, uh, mm. that, that, the need, well, let's just say that their detox, their the digital detox is not going to be relevant or important or possible. Um, but it's a bit of a worry, though, when we're saying that 41% of people feel anxious on social media. Yes. All we're doing is to bring up a generation that feels anxious a lot of yep. the time yep. and has like self-esteem issues. They don't feel confident. Totally. They can't actually string a sentence together and have a conversation yeah. with somebody. Yeah. 
That's not great. <laughs> it, it's not. I, I think because I'm, I'm kind of noticing how I'm feeling old or I'm feeling like an older mm. person and judging. And mm. I, I know that every generation judges the generations yeah, that come yeah, under yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I agree with it. Like it, it looks pretty. I'm like, why doesn't everybody want to just disconnect and watch a sunset or disconnect and mm. cuddle in person? But um, I, I'm just with a curious uh, mind looking at the generation and just saying it might be that they're connecting digitally. A lot of mm-hmm. their, the way that they're wired now, the way that their brain functions is, is going to be digital virtual connection. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that's going to play out, but. Yeah. Well, that'd be the interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Well, I mean, that's that was wild. a whole, <laughs> could go on and debate that long. We more, could we, go really? on. Yeah. And it's weird because I do feel old and I, I've even been mm-hmm. pottering this weekend. I'm like, I really need physical connection with my partner. Yeah. I need to be physically present. It is something mm. that as somebody born just shy of 1980, <laughs> just needed. Yeah. <laughs> and I realized yeah. that that's, that, that is a, um, yeah, that's going out like it's going to be replaced by something else. Who knows what that yeah. is. But for me, because it is important, because that's how my brain is wired, I take this, a digital detox is super important for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, only way I can function in the real world yeah. with real people. It's recognizing what you need, isn't it? It's like anything in life. Recognize that you need it, then yeah. set to work to to put that into place. You got it. Yeah. Mm. Oh gosh. Well, always right. thought provoking. Mm, <laughs> Thank you. It is. Yeah. We read some interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh my gosh. Totally. All right. All right. Shall we do a hot topic? Let's do it. When the shit hits the fan, do you cut and run? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hot topic over. <laughs> Hot topic over. Get the hell out. Get out. Yeah. Oh, God. That's oh, a big it's one. such a common thing, this, isn't it? Because we mm-hmm. don't want to get hurt. We um, feel terrified of situations that feel like we're out of control. Mm-hmm. We don't want to have difficult conversations and and you know more about I think you sort of follow attachment styles more than I do how Mm. does that relate in terms of your attachment style if you have an insecure attachment style what types of insecure attachment styles tend to lend themselves to the cut and run pattern so if you've got a secure attachment style then you're not going to you're going to have a conversation about it you're going to you may take some time and, and kind of process but you'll you know, you'll face up to it and you'll have that conversation because you feel secure enough to mm-hmm. have those um, those difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. When you've got an anxious attachment style, you're more likely to then kind of gravitate towards the person as opposed to kind of pulling away. Mm-hmm. But the avoidant attachment style, that's when you're more likely to go, actually, this is too difficult mm-hmm. and I'm going to withdraw. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to run away because that's easier. Because mm-hmm. if I never have to get in too deep, then... I never have to face up to any of this and I can just move on. It'll be the next thing uh, uh-huh. that comes along. Yeah. What we don't realise is when we're cutting and running, we're taking all that same stuff with us and we'll meet somebody that, um, you know, sometimes you can then meet somebody who's a bit more of a secure attachment style. They've kind of got that solid foundation and basis and they kind of believe in themselves enough that that might be enough to then kind of really help somebody with an avoidant attachment style Mm. to get over some of those challenges that they'd normally face or those patterns Mm -hmm. that they'd normally bring to a relationship. Mm. 
but unfortunately we can't depend on finding somebody with a secure attachment style because they're probably unicorns or i'm not sure actually what the what the stats are in terms of what percentage of the population are secure i don't know and i think a lot of the time you know it's like any of these things which you know you can do these kind of quizzes you can find out where you're at but a lot of it you know you're going to be made up of of a few few different things and different situations will trigger different um different points you know it's not saying that if you generally if your overarching style is avoidant it's not to say that you wouldn't encounter any anxious moments and Mm. want to then kind of you know suddenly claw claw things back and we know from the kind of negativity dance that happens we can switch in and out of those styles as well depending on kind of how the other person's reacting the key thing with the secure attachment style is that actually you're if you're both secure then you're safe in the knowledge that you don't really feel the need to run away because you're both whilst it may be difficult you're safe in the knowledge that the overarching relationship is solid Mm -hmm. and you've got enough between you and you've got enough you know enough about yourself that even if the relationship did end it wouldn't be the end of the world for you Mm. you would um you would still survive because you're quite secure in yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think there's some of the differences Mm. yeah totally wow so how would you judge if you're feeling a cut and run urge Mm. um when when shit hits the fan and the winds and the storm picks up um what are some techniques or ways to talk you down off the ledge that you find helpful i think the first thing is really recognizing that that's what you're doing so often we don't even know that that's what's happening Mm. but if you're kind of feeling anxious or um it's often where you feel that kind of flick of the switch that goes right fuck it i'm not doing this kind of so if you recognize that kind of light you know a blue touch paper moment that's that's a bit of a warning sign that that says actually mm-hmm. I'm going into a a bit of an avoidant pattern here and mm-hmm. I um and I don't really want to do that because it's not the healthiest way to live it's not a great way to form relationships and connections with others so think about that as a bit of a kind of trigger a bit of a warning that says oh there's something going on here that I need to take a bit more notice of um we talked the other week about feel it name it say it um that's a really good um technique to use in this situation but you might want to take some time to process first you might want to um actually try and understand what your feelings and emotions are before you um before you then have that discussion but the key thing is to communicate that you are taking some time out ah yeah yeah and not just kind of just disappear (laughs) yeah yeah I'm going to the shop for a pint of milk and never return. <laughs> never return. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that's so that true. loaf of bread was hard to find. <laughs> oh, man, took me 20 years. <laughs> oh, gosh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's kind of like the first position is because even if you say to somebody, we've got to think about, um, and this is really hard in the moment, you know, we've got to think about how, how we treat other people and how we treat ourselves mm-hmm. in some of those tense um situations but it's really really hard because your your head's all over the place your um you know the chemicals are flowing through your body Mm -hmm. as your brain suddenly kicks in action and goes hang on a minute i don't like this yeah yeah. (laughs) i need to jump into protection mode and your brain gets it wrong like you know Mm. because it's based on past information Mm -hmm. and that's not always an accurate picture of what's going to happen in the future Mm. yes um stuff going on in your brain is not necessarily right yeah Mm. it it does have to be filtered by some sort of like you know 
what are other explanations for what might be going yeah. on here? Let's yeah. let's draw to other interpretations. Yeah. Can you absolutely say without any shadow of a doubt that this is what is going on? Could there be yeah. any other reason? And generally, when you ask that question, the answer is, well, no, I can't absolutely 100% say I know that this is yeah. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is... Uh, this is very valuable stuff mm. and it's valuable. Like, I think we all know this, like relationship is hard. You know, we all sort of will applaud the couple at their 75th wedding anniversary. Oh, look at you. You're so cute. Cutting your cake. Yeah. Wow. 75 years. How wonderful has that been? But yeah. they don't tell us all the shit that they went through to get <laughs> there. Um, it was not rosy. I, I do have some yeah. clients who are like, my parents never fought. Yeah. That's not well, that may or may not be true, but that's not, there's, there's always effort. There's always hard work. Yeah. There's always yeah. struggle that goes into mm. making the distance. Yeah. 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 But it is, it's common, I think, to feel that kind of fear and yeah, totally. to press the panic button and then decide you're going to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, that is common, but really think about what is going on in this moment. Is it, is it reality? Is it not reality? What what has triggered this? Why is it now that I suddenly feel unsafe? Because mm. it is a feeling of, it's a fear. It's a feeling of not feeling safe. It's a fear of getting hurt. Mm -hmm. So what is it that's behind that desire to just kind of run away? Yeah. Because we often think, you know, it's easier just to be, oh God, it would be, how many times have you said, oh, it would be so much easier if I was just on my own? Because <laughs> we control our own life then. <laughs> We decide what yeah. we're going to do and when we're going to do it. But yeah. you miss out on a lot of the fun and that connection that we all seek and desire. Right, right. And and listen, you know, being single is a, a wonderful state of being. And, yeah, it is, and it works for many, many, many of us. Um, if you're going to do that, do it out of choice, not because yeah. of... That's exactly what I was going to say. There's nothing something. wrong with being single and living your life and deciding this is me. This is who I'm at. Um, but if you're doing it, because you want to avoid some of the um, difficult times in a relationship, you're not doing it out of choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Aha. All right. Mm -hmm. So no cutting and running. I think it's kind of cut and run seasons because <laughs> kind of like Easter and we're hopefully coming out of pandemic, <laughs> I, yeah. maybe. Um, and, yeah. and perhaps people are thinking of finally coming out, spring cleaning, er mm. absolutely everything, not just the drapes. Yeah. Um, mm. So, you know. Before you spring clean your relationship and chuck it out, you know, maybe a few things to think about. Yeah. 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 Nice. All right. Would you like a question now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's. Today's question. I don't feel turned on by my partner. Can I really stay with them forever? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. try a digital detox <laughs> yeah well that's definitely part of this like for sure if you haven't tried a digital detox mm. then you'll be missing out yeah do mm. that first and then come back yeah no yeah. for sure <clears throat> this is a super so it, it, the person coming in with this question this today it is i don't feel turned on by my partner the next mm. person would say i don't feel like my partner is turned on by me so it's a super super common issue mm. yeah so what, how would you, like, what does this person mean? Wouldn't it be nice to sort of find out, like, what do you mean by turned on? Well, you know, yeah. what kind of, kind of get under the hood of that? Yeah, quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that that's the thing for me. So there's more to this that you need to discover, I think, to be able to help in this situation. Mm -hmm. Because is it that, you know, is there an underlying thing to, to get turned on by anybody? 
do they get turned on by themselves? Mm -hmm. Um, We know that the less intimacy and connection that you have, the less that you're interested in having it. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like kind of use it or lose it. Mm -hmm. Um, So And it is possible then to reignite the spark and to get that connection back. But if you um, you see in different kind of times of, I don't know, maybe you've just had a baby and the last thing on your mind is uh, getting jiggy with it because you're absolutely knackered. Mm-hmm. So, you know, are there any other factors that are going on? Um, is that I would also look at kind of, um, I suppose, respect and um, really kind of other feelings for your partner. Like, do you even like them? Mm. You know? Or do you like them in other ways? And it's just that that part is lacking. Um, what else is going on? Because there's more to this than, right. yeah. than just kind of a few comments there. And do you feel respected by your partner? Do you yeah. feel like they're listening to you and attending yeah. to you via your love languages? Yeah. Huge thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's all different ways you can connect with your partner. I think we did a, did we not do a podcast on it? Different types of connection. I think so. Ooh, I don't know, we're 100 in now, I can't quite remember. <laughs> Again, we don't pay attention to what we publish, obviously. We don't know where we are in the world, yeah. But there are, you know, I think we have done a podcast about different types of connection. And, and so we can connect on various different levels. Mm-hmm. And I'd look, I'd start by looking at that, really, to see, is it present in other areas? Um, you know, there might be some medical reasons. It, mm-hmm. is, are there any kind of changes? Like, I seem to read a lot about the menopause. I'm mm-hmm. saying on um, Saturday and I, I'm actually sick of reading about the menopause. I totally get the um, that we need to raise awareness and people need to understand. But I feel like I feel like it's too overwhelming at the minute. Mm. Um, but, you know, there could be things like that. Some some underlying medical reasons why yeah. things have changed. Yeah. Um, has anything changed with them? Like, are they more stressed at work or with the kids or is there something going on in another friendship that's having an impact Mm -hmm. is there like a comparison's the other thing isn't it where they kind of compare I'm comparing my life to somebody else's and I swear they're having way more sex than me (laughs) therefore I can't be turned on um by my partner because we don't feel that way about each other yeah oh and all of the above Mm. absolutely all of the above yeah yeah complicated business isn't it it is it is. Mm. No, and I definitely, so yeah, and menopause, it is funny because professionally it's coming up huge. It's also coming yeah. up with a lot of my friends. And again, like mm. the, the perimenopause. I know, we're of that age. On it. it is, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely seeing that changes. Like up, like eight years before your period actually stops, you can start to have mm. some of these. And I'm seeing in like, you know, like in surround sound, uh, friends and yeah. patients with the mood issues. Um, and, yeah. and a very good friend who I met with, um, that sense of self has totally distorted. She actually does. Mm. She f- doesn't feel attractive. She doesn't feel yeah. attracted. She's yeah. major, you know, mood and just sorts of sense of self is just mm. distorted. And, and it, it all very, very, very much linked to menopause for sure. Yeah. So, and yeah. medically, yeah, anxiety is a huge one coming up in terms of mm. erectile function, premature ejaculation, the whole yeah. jam, like everything medically wise, there can be some you know, really big inputs here. Mm. Uh, but definitely FOMO and keeping up with the Joneses on social media, huge one for sure. Yeah. We're not looking to ourselves inward to judge, mm. engage the health of our relationships. We're looking yeah. at the outside to judge. Well, there's all these other benchmarks. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's a bit more open in the, 
you know, in the public arena talking about oh, totally things. Open and yeah, so it's that in itself creates more pressure than is needed yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. And again, I always say, um, if somebody is really bragging about how much they're getting, you know, getting mm. it on, it very well may be they're lying because they're yeah. it, they're struggling themselves and they're just trying to make themselves feel better. So, um, you know, just beware of the people who you think are having this randy sex mm. life. It yeah. absolutely may not be the case. It yeah. likely is not the case. Yeah. 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 It's that's really mm. hard. Okay. Yeah. So, so lots of reasons for yes. lack of, you know, this person's experience of not being attracted to their partner. Mm. So how, so what next? It's really understanding how important that is to you. And because in some relationships, it's not a thing. It's kind of like, actually, I'm not that bothered. Mm. Um, and if it is just that, I feel like everyone else is at it and we're not, then, and so you feel like you're missing out on something. Well, actually, how important is it to you is the first thing to establish. And then if it is really important to you, then it's about having that conversation, which, um, you know, explore some of those areas, really look at what has something changed? Is it different? Um, and then have, start to kind of have that discussion, which is, you know, look, I really feel like we're not as connected intimately as, as we could be. Um, how do you feel? It may be that this person then, you know, has a conversation with a partner. The partner says, actually, I'm crazy about you. Like, I love having, you, you know, I just have to look at you and I feel like I want to kind of jump into bed. Mm. That might be enough of a boost to then go, mm, well, mm. I didn't realize that that we kind of had so much of a connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think so. No, that's great. Bring it to your partner. Obviously, mm. I statements are really yes. key here <clears throat> i think too it is also helpful to look at your pattern yeah so if you look at your pattern past relationships and see you know i always tend to lose sexual attraction for my partner mm. or the only time i've not has been when i was in a really up and down upheaval mm. emotionally yeah. unhealthy relationship that's the only you know some people will identify i can only stay attracted right. to somebody if they are not treating me well yeah, they thrive on that instability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, so, and again, like, you don't, it, it's wise not to follow every emotion that you have, mm. because they could actually be, you know, I feel unattracted to my partner. Is that, is that a healthy signal? It's, is it that your partner mm. is wrong for you? Or yeah. is it an invitation to start to walk against the current of your, of, of an unhealthy pattern? Yeah. And lean in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot, I think, to, it, really sitting with it I would say in the first instance mm-hmm. just sit with that thought what does it mean to me um and just explore some of that for yourself mm-hmm. before you then start to have that discussion with your partner yeah yeah for sure yeah and part of that is like what makes me turned on what makes mm. me attractive am I asking for what I need in this relationship am yeah. I being clear to myself and to my partner about what I like what I don't like yeah um and there's often huge opportunity in there Yeah, and some of that might need a bit of self-exploration before you really get to that. Yeah. You know, do you even know? Exactly. There's many reasons that we have sex, many, Mm. and not a lot of them are because we actually like a particular act or a particular position. (laughs) A lot of it could be validation and, Mm. uh, you know, all sorts of, all sorts of, you know, pleasing other people, etc. So it can help to really be like, what do I really want? Mm. And how do I communicate that with my partner? Again, we're not mind readers. 
<laughs> keeps coming back again and again. Sorry, the answer it will does. always be the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it is common. It is common yeah. to feel that way and to then use that as a bit of a position to then start to question your whole relationship. Yeah. So I would say avoid catastrophizing in this situation mm-hmm. and thinking because one part of the relationship isn't working as well as it could do my whole relationship must be off and it must be over mm-hmm. um so avoid going down that route um which is something that can naturally happen definitely definitely goes back to cut and run doesn't it i mean it's great how these are both related totally yeah, yeah. your your instinct might be it's wrong get out but yeah. actually it might be sit with it don't do anything in haste yeah. just you know, first get clear with yourself. Yeah, tons mm. of opportunity here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Wow. Okay. Cool. I like how the themes tend to sort of converge together and teach us I some have, lessons, yeah, especially with the, well. the relationship correspondence desk, you know, that I digital know, detox. Maybe it is just that detox. Like, oh my gosh. Maybe yeah. just realize we're not even having a proper conversation. <laughs> totally. we are so stuck on our phones guys like it is bad yeah how can you be attracted to somebody that you're not even taking any notice of (laughs) you're not even looking at (laughs) oh totally yeah exactly maybe i'm following too many uh too many accounts with uh, (laughs) with people that i'm then comparing my other half to which isn't fair (laughs) or comparing ourselves to right if we don't feel attractive yeah totally yeah i think it's now the the season of like supermodels and famous people sharing their bikini pics because now oh, that's cool again tell me about it. done and done right <laughs> like oh my god or this like chick at coachella who like w- wore this like fabulous macrame and i was like i was checking out her boobs and her like ripped tummy and i was like man i suck <laughs> this is some like 23 year old chick at coachella like i well maybe i'll go to coachella one day probably won't but like who are these people like why do i care why do i look at their bodies and feel insecure about myself it's ridiculous i i was watching something and well have you noticed like on um like reality tv and stuff like that then all these people look super tanned and gorgeous yeah and i said to my daughter uh because she does like she'll put fake tan on and stuff Uh she's going out there's like a whole you know, 24 hour preparation period that goes on. And, um, and I said to her, do you think that all of those people are just wearing fake tan and that's why they look so kind of glamorous? And she went, yeah, probably. Yeah. (laughs) But you're looking at things and thinking, oh, they're just naturally kind of have got beautiful, because you always look healthier with a tan, even though we know that sunbathing isn't great for you and having too much time in the sun isn't great. So, you know, going down that kind of fake route is is, is a lot safer, mm-hmm. but obviously takes a bit of effort as well. Um, so, you you know, you, we all kind of look and feel healthier when we've got a bit of a tan. Right. Um, so when you're comparing yourself to somebody who looks like they're naturally yeah. kind of um, sun-kissed and you're... You've got kind of your Pasty, winter yeah. lily white legs coming out, yeah. then you're not gonna kind of feel like your best, are you? Yeah, yeah, you got but it. But just remember, not everything's real. Yeah. Oh, that's those are words to live by. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just remember, there's an infinite number of filters on Instagram. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. What I do like though is, is a lot more people are starting to share kind of the comparisons of. This is what the picture looks like. However, this is kind of the reality. Yeah. So they are the people are starting to kind of share a bit more because it is easy yeah. to get swept up in that. Yeah. That view of of the world, which is either filtered or, 
you just have to kind of pull a certain pose, don't you? They've show they've, they've show it on um on some of the social media sites and yeah, and it is fascinating when you think, oh right, okay, like or you know they do a certain thing with a bikini or it's yes. just it's fascinating that people actually sit and come up with this, yeah, <laughs> totally. in the first place, yeah, totally. So there's all kinds of tricks and yeah, uh, yeah. techniques to use. To- it's an illusion. It really is. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, <laughs> words to live by. Yeah. All right. So okay. more inward thinking, more inward looking, less yeah. looking out to the world and comparing yes. and using their distorted sort of image as yeah. a benchmark. Yeah. You do you, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. Love you for who you are. Yeah. And um, yeah, you won't go far out. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.